You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network is brought to you by Onyx Hunt. Bringing you the best GPS mapping software directly to your smartphone or desktop, Onyx offers you the ability to see property boundaries, mark waypoints, track your location, and so much more. Visit onyxmaps.com or you can download it directly from your app store today. Save 20% off of your purchase by using the code NATION20 at checkout. That's capital N NATION followed by the number 20. Welcome to the Land and Legacy Podcast. We're your hosts, Adam Keith and Matt Dye. This is your number one resource for all things land. If you're interested in conservation, habitat management, hunting strategy, and rural real estate, this is the podcast for you. All right, guys, setting back down with another friend of ours. Boy, this could uh, be confusing for me. When I say Adam, that's <laughs> like, yes. and you're looking uh, at both of us. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, so Matt's sitting on one side of the table, <laughs> and then oh, there's two man. Adams sitting on this side of the table. That's right. That's right. And uh, so basically, Matt, you're gonna have to. De- you're gonna, gonna have be to really very be very intently. Yeah. Why stare into both of your eyes? That's right. Don't yeah. read into that. I'm, gonna start I'm just trying to direct conversation towards you. Yes. <laughs> so. Oh, there's our there's our interrupter guy. I yep. think. Yeah. Come on, Kevin. You're killing me. Yeah. What's his name, Kevin? Uh, Kevin Hurst, yeah. So I know Kevin. Yep. Kevin has been actually uh, a great supporter of what we do. It's interesting how the, uh, We haven't spoken badly about him at all on any of the other yeah, podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's about to go down. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. He's a great supporter of you, although I don't think he's very big fans of ours. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Well, so Kevin is a regional director for the National Wild Turkey Federation, and um, he's only been with them for a couple years. Why? Well, I was here last year, and we'll probably talk through some of that, and I went home with this idea and all the stuff that we were doing, and that, well, I should probably call the local people, sure. right, you know, kind of build out that way, and... You know, grab the computer, tile it up, Google it up, find out. Here's the three RDs. One in my region is a guy named Kevin Hurst. Nice. So, so I call him yep. up, and uh, I said, hey, man, my name's Adam, you know, whatever. And, and I said this and that. And I heard him talking, and I said, wait a minute. 
I know your voice. Where's your voice from? Because last year he was the MC as well. Right. And he goes, well, I'm the MC at the, at the show. And I'm like, you're the guy that said the walk of shame. Somebody lost their phone or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was kind of wild, and now he's the guy doing the MC. And he's been a great supporter of what we're doing locally, and, and uh, that's been really cool. So. Well, I'm glad he finally hushed up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Give the stage to the so, Adams. Yeah, to the Adams. That's yes. right. So Adam, Adam we've got our friend Adam Winkleman cool. here. Thank you for having me. Any relation to Babe? To the Babe? Yeah. So actually, um, Babe Winkleman is um, his dad and my grandpa are brothers. No kidding. So there is relation. Wow. Yep. 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 No, that's catching big, catching big slabs. Catching big slabs, man. He's big a, eyes. He's a legend uh, in the area there, you know, for what he did. Trying to revolutionize uh, television and taking yeah. fishing in that level and, and whatever else. So I've never met I've never met him. I know the I know the family pretty well. Um, unfortunately as it is with families, you know, you don't see each other as much until yeah. it's a, a funeral or a wedding or something. But um, but I know the family and I just haven't met him yet. So Gotcha. But yeah. Huh. yeah his cool. dad and my grandpa are brothers. Huh. That's Very really cool. neat. So tell us a little bit about what you do. Well sure. So um, I have a company called um, Relevant, R L V N T. Um, everybody asks me why we spelled it that way. It's because, honestly, we couldn't remember where the E and the A went and how we were trying to spell That's it. That's hilarious. So I was like, screw it. Just take them off. I like it's consonants phonetically just, re- just relevant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Consonants only. <laughs> and, and so, um, and really what, what, it, what it all sort of started was a June, no, excuse me, July of 2018. Um, had a vision for how we could take the things that, that um, I know, which is optical. So my experience is in the optical industry. I've spent okay. um, a little over 20 years in the optical industry and um, did some interesting things, had a business there and sold that, worked for corporate, grew some really interesting stuff, but saw some of the things that we could do in the optical world. And then I saw some of the things that some of the companies that are, that are out there doing and there's some gaps in there and there's some technology gaps that we could pull through and then as I started to understand and study you know um, the game of I love bow hunting whitetails is like one of my favorite things to do Um, turkey hunting is one of my favorite things to do and as I started to study it more uh, thinking about a business I learned some of the major ways that we could actually make hunting different too and I thought well this is kind of interesting so so it all kind of started then, left with uh, this vision for what it would be, but I have a ton of respect uh, for uh, the people that I was working for. So I left without any strategy. I left without any plan. Which, by the way, terrible idea. It's not a very good idea. <laughs> financially. It's a really good idea ethically, but it was a terrible idea financially. I'm glad I did it that way, but it took a little while for us to build that strategy and build that plan. And uh, now uh, we uh, really kind of are coming out party for what we do is here at the NWTF nice. and at this show. And <clears throat> it's really kind of cool that it worked out that way. I was here last year with this lens and this technology we call the concealment coating, but we didn't have any traction with it. We didn't understand exactly how this was going to go. Met some people, you guys not yeah. excluded. And... Um, one thing led to another, and NWTF invited me down to South Carolina after they had heard about what I was doing with the optical solution and how functional it was and how it was going to change hunting. And um, I went down there and presented what we were doing. They immediately were like, yes, this is incredible. Uh, can we get a really high-quality frame that would carry this, this lens? And we would have the NWTF on it. And I said, yeah, it'll take some work, but we, we could mm-hmm. do that. 
So we went through all the work and we're launching that here uh, at the NWTF and it's really great to be able to pull that function, pull all that practical, have some style and some fashion along with it and pull money so proceeds, 5% of our proceeds go right back into the NWTF for conservation efforts and so, um, so yeah, it's really cool. So. That's kind of what we're doing on the core side. We're really focusing on the optics. What our experience is, is uh, an expertise, if you'd call it that, is, is in optics, and we're really focusing on that. We're focusing in on the science, and uh, we're bringing that, bringing that through as a product. So, Very there's, cool. There's some awesome demonstrations that I think that you guys have done an awesome Thank job you. of uh, incorporating to your booth, slowing people down yeah. as busy as it can be. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a good segue into what's the science behind all this. Kind of yeah. break that down as to why sure. you and why that's that different. What you're doing is yes. why that's different than what sure. they've seen in the past. Sure. So, <clears throat> yeah, Matt, you talk about one of the things that was actually one of the most difficult things was I knew practically I knew from the science of stuff that optical surfaces are yep. reflecting ultraviolet light. Okay. Yep. And then as I studied bird. Uh, turkey and waterfall in particular and, and whitetails to an extent, they also have, um, can see UV. I started to learn that they can see this and that they use this. And not only do they use ultraviolet light, it's the, what they call the survival spectrum for them. So they can see all these colors like we can see, then they see UV, but the UV they use for survival. They use it for identifying forage, they use it to identify uh, predation and, and these different things. And so if optical surfaces reflect, that's going to flare. So I started putting this mm -hmm. thing together. The most difficult thing was, how do I show this? Because yeah. we as humans can't yeah. see that, right? We don't understand that. So I'm trying to build something. It's like your wife saying, I wish you would think like me. You, you can't. You can't physically do it, right? No, no, no. It's, no, it's, it's very difficult to understand. <laughs> it's difficult we need to demonstrations. Yes. <laughs> it's, yes. The, uh, it's the other uh, Newton law, is that right? Where uh, for every emotion, there's an yeah. over emotion yeah. for yeah. your wife. Is that how it goes? <laughs> or every I action, for every action, there's an overreaction. I think yeah. that might be yeah. how it goes. But anyway, so the most difficult thing that we had was trying to figure out how we could show this. Uh, in the infrared spectrum, there's, a, there's a quite a few tools that are out there, but in the UV spectrum, there really isn't. And there isn't anything super practical, right? You have to spend sure. thousands of dollars to get a lens that's going to convert and do whatever. Well, <clears throat> you know, through research and different things, we came across this camera that um, does exactly what we want. We had to spend a little bit of money for it, but uh, we it's so cool. We attach it to the top of my... 42-inch uh, screen, and we push UV light with these bulbs at 365 nanometers, which is right in the middle-ish around uh, of UVA, mm -hmm. and it pushes UV into the environment indoors. And now, for the first time that I was able to do, we can actually show the the uh, person exactly what the UV spectrum looks like and illustrate fairly closely, according to the professors and stuff that I work with, fairly closely to what we think <clears throat> a bird sees as far as the UV spectrum is concerned. Right. And this is where things really got really interesting. Once I was able to take the um, understanding of science and the practic practical part of it and then see it, I was like, oh my gosh. What, what opened up is, one, we crushed it. We knew exactly what was going on and it's exactly what happened as it pertained to the eyewear solution. But what it also showed is that our faces, our skin, will reflect an enormous amount of ultraviolet light. And when you look at that relative to the field, whether the way we hunt, especially against a tree or in a blind or something like that, our background is, is black, right? It's a black background, mm -hmm. whether that's a tree or not. And here's this inconsistency inside the field, which is 
our melon, right? right? <laughs> or and our hands, even. Or our hands. Which yeah. tend to <clears throat> move, move quite a bit, right? Yes. So one of the things I learned, actually, um, I shouldn't say I learned it, but I really started to understand it uh, this week was we had, um, you may know him, I don't know, Dr. Collier over at LSU. Yeah. He was on the podcast earlier. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so when I started digging into all this stuff, I saw some people that had, you know, written about it. And I, I reached out to him and I got to say, man, one thing I got to say is a shout out to the community, the professors that I reached out to. When I originally did, I didn't have a website. Mm-hmm. I didn't have nothing to justify w- that I was even a real dude. Warrant a response. Right, right? Yeah, yeah. To warrant a response. Every single one of them responded and every one of them were so gracious <laughs> with their time. Dr. Kohler not, uh, was, was just fantastic. And he was sharing with me that it isn't necessarily the movement or whatnot of a person they see movement all the time but that that movement creates this this flare because of the uv that's reflecting off of our hands your hand moving isn't necessarily probably the thing that makes them nervous it's that it's this it's the reflection of that ultraviolet light from your hand which remember yeah. is in their survival spectrum yeah, they yeah. see that it's well that was unnatural right and and that's what that's what really kicks them kicks them off and so so we're really really excited because if you come to the, to the booth here or whatever as we have uh, been showing on social media and stuff we can now show people what it looks like and how we're solving that problem and uh, to take and put this lotion on uh people's faces and for their face to turn matte black and to conceal themselves into their background has been a really fun experience and has really helped illustrate what we're trying to to and and that lotion since you mentioned that that lotion is a sunscreen basically uh, like it works as a sunscreen as well um but it's not like the the amazing thing is you look in the lens on the uv camera and it's like you're smearing the blackest face paint you can find the oil the the biggest oily dark face paint. That's what it looks like. Just smearing yep. all over, all over your face. And then you look like in just a regular mirror, and you're like, "There's nothing on my face," yeah. and it doesn't feel like yeah. face paint. That's right. No. Yeah. That's right, Adam. And so when I started researching this, you know, it it does. It has SPF properties, which was important to me. I've had skin cancer, and I thought if I'm going to put something mm. on my face, I'd really like it to have an SPF property. Sure. Um, and the SPF piece of it is actually one of the major compartment or components of this because it actually provides that that absorption of the ultraviolet light but the tricky is part about it is that it can't just be that because it also can't stink yeah yeah i mean my wife i love the way she smells but i don't want to smell like her in the woods <laughs> yeah. right i don't yeah. i don't want it to be thick i don't it needs to be able to breathe it needs to be lightweight right yeah. all those things and it took a long time to find a product that could check all those boxes and that stealth screen does it so people can um purchase that and feel extremely confident that you can apply that to your face prior to a hunt and you're going to be concealing yourself in that spectrum that they see but also it's going to be super comfortable and, and as it as you said it's 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 a liquid right so but then as it sort of just kind of dries out it's super matte black and there's no sheen there's none of that stuff and it's and, and it's, it's a really it's, great product i just don't want people to be confused it's matte black within the uv spectrum that's that's a great point Thank you. Yeah. I forget that we're not we're not seeing it. Yeah. It is matte black in the UV spectrum, but right. you could still it's, go to church. You could oh, still go yeah. see your mom. Go have dinner. Um, do those sorts of things because in the visual spectrum, it's it's invisible. I have gone through a drive-through with face paint all over my face and, and yeah. had forgotten that it was there after a hunt. Sure. And people would look at me like crazy. Yeah. yeah. 
here, they wouldn't know that you were hunting unless you're wearing full camo, That's right? right. Yep. And because it, it, it looks and goes on just like a lotion. <clears throat> yeah, and, you know, the thing that, um, that people need to be careful with, the face paint, actually, is a lot of the face paints, because I dug into that, and mm-hmm. not all of them, but a lot of those face paints, especially the SPF ones, actually have SPF properties that reflect ultraviolet light. And ah. so, so you have to be very careful about how you and what you apply to your face because it could be counterproductive. Yeah, easily, very easily. Yeah. And yes. I think it's uh, it, our perspective is through our eyes, That's right? right? And, and we have to when we're looking at, uh, you know targeting specific game you have to look at it through their eyes and that's exactly what this whole relevant is kind of based around is looking at wildlife through their eyes yeah and we overlook that and overestimate all the time we try to think like a deer think like a turkey but we don't like try to see like a turkey so so it's funny to hear you guys because i remember october of 2018 and what i was doing that exact same thing and people are like what are you up to i said you know what i feel like it i feel like bill murray in caddyshack right now my enemy is an animal (laughs) and in order to kill the animal i must think like but it's really what we tried to do and then what we also do as an organization is we work extremely hard to tie into the community and when i say by the community whether it's a hunting community and not just hunting turkey hunting waterfall hunting tell me Adam, as a turkey hunter, what's important to you? And then we pull that thing through. So all of our names are from the community. So our lens, we have this really special lens I was telling you about that doesn't you know, reflect UV and whatever. What's well, a polarized lens that also changes color based on the amount of light? It's a super special lens. Well, I didn't have a good name for it. So I'm like, well, you guys help me figure out what I should call this. <laughs> yeah. And they came up with a name called Chameleon. I'd have never thought of that. And now that community has emotionally attached to what we're doing mm-hmm. from the naming. How does that work? Because that's another yep. awesome aspect to some of these, the optic and the, and the um, glasses, the wear yep. there. How does that factor into all of this? The, uh, the, uh, the ability to change yes. color. Yes. Yeah. So the lens is, um, it is pretty special. So there's a number, there's three main components to it. The lens material itself is called Tribex. It's a material called Tribex. So normally you have to, you have to choose between glass and polycarbonate. Glass has great optics, but it's super heavy and it's not impact resistant. Very mm-hmm. not, not practical for hunting, certainly, but also probably not practical just for even really living Active or fishing or something. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Polycarbonate, on the other hand, is super light and it's very, very uh, impact resistant, but it it denigrates your optics about 30%. So the optics are just not that good. Yeah. This material gives you the optics of your eye. It's the exact same optical clarity as your eyeball, which is super, super clear, very, very close to glass. And it's impact resistant and lighter than polycarbonate. Oh, wow. So that's one of the facets. Yeah. <clears throat> it's... Um, it has uh, it's polarized. Not really interesting. There's a lot of polarized companies that are out there, mm-hmm. but it's polarized. It's high quality polarizer, and then it has this ability to change uh, its color that you look out of from olive green through the brown spectrum, through copper, through amber, and into brown. And what how that works, interestingly enough, is UV again. Okay. So what it does is ultraviolet light passes through our treatment, enters the lens. And that ultraviolet light is what activates this lens. And depending on the amount of light that's in the environment, it will activate relative to that. So it'll go from its natural state of olive green, which is incredible for low light conditions, and then it'll activate through that, through the, and even behind the windshield of a car, it'll activate, and then all the way to a full brown on a, like a bluebird day, right? 
the lenses are changing color based on the amount of light in whatever environment you might be in. So uh, unlike yeah. the transition lenses that we've seen or like you see a lot of people wear where yep. they go from almost clear to, to black. black. Yep. These yep. go from green to brown. That's right. It's actually uh, industry secret. It actually is the company transitions that's behind mm. the technology behind it. Uh, mm. the, 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 the difference is, is that the folks that you see inside the building... They, um, they, their, their lenses are transitions, but they're not polarized. Mm. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. So, and, and that's, and that's, uh, that's the real discerning difference between, between it. So, uh, like my dad has uh, transition lenses, mm-hmm. um, but they're terrible on the water. They're terrible behind the windshield when sure. it's, and it's glary, where these are incredible. So, in that so yeah, let's, let's apply, okay, so we've got lenses that transition based on light. Let's apply that to the hunter. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do they care about that? Why do they care that they transition? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, uh, and a, for a lot of reasons, and uh, really, it gives you a full day. So, when you're in the car and you're driving around, you can actually use it for that or whatever. And it's going to change on it. But really, what it amounts to is, in low light conditions, the olive green color is going to allow a lot of light into your eye, yep. and it's going to make the environment more vivid. The greens are going to enhance and the reds are going to enhance in your environment, but you're going to get a lot of light that's going to enter the eye um, and you're going to be able to see quite well. And, and, that, that, and that's where, like, if you're wearing the glasses and another person's looking at you, they can see your eyeballs. Like, yes, they can see right through right. the lens yeah. and just see your yeah. eyes where, yeah. That's right, Adam. And, that, and that, if there's one downside to the technology, I would say just the aesthetics mm-hmm. uh, in its natural state can geek people out a little bit right because i'm like well i can see your eyeballs you know what i mean now the game can't see it right right because there is a tint there and actually when you're outdoors the anti-reflective coating creates this like ruby hue it's like super cool and um and if and so they can't see you and so that gives you access to your eyes in the light conditions but but in in, inside and stuff yeah it can be a little bit goofy um they look like to me they look like driving glasses or like shooting glasses where it's like shooting glasses yeah yeah yep that's 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 exactly right they're they're a yellow tint so they're really great for shooting in low light Mm -hmm. and then so you know man when you're out hunting you're doing your thing that's you're out there and the elements we need product we need our stuff to adapt to the elements and that's exactly what our eyewear can do now and so these will adapt to the elements so as the sun comes up it'll change for like you. a fisherman or water like you said waterfowler yep. early yep. they could be facing directly into the sun yep yep in a blind situation can't get rid of it but that that sunglasses the optics are going to change based on that that's light right. availability yeah and, and interesting and that's exactly right and and because it doesn't reflect the ultraviolet and it also allows all the visible light so there's no sun reflection back then um, that hunter, that waterfall hunter, that turkey hunter, whatever, they can keep them on. And, and honestly, instead of having to hunt over or underneath the bill of your hat, flip that sucker around, put on the stealth screen, and hunt the bird. Yeah. Right? Watch, Watch what it. they're doing. Exactly. Are they banking in? Is it the right bird you're targeting? Are they doing this? Are they doing yeah. that? And you can call different that way. Instead of, I just, I just you know, look, I'm, the, I'm victim of it, man. I've always had to been like, well, do to do. You're kind of hunting around, and all of a sudden, oh, there it is—the white tail, the turkey, or whatever. And then that moment's there. Now you can't use your eyes. Yeah. Why? Because you're frozen here. You're frozen there. You can't do anything. <laughs> and it's just that—that that, that yeah. goes away with this, and it's changed the way that that people can hunt. Changed the way I can hunt for sure. I always think of duck hunting. When I got I got into duck hunting, waterfowl hunting, when I was in college. Sure. And I had hunted forever, and it was like, okay, 
And then, so I was like, man, ducks are really pretty. They're so, they've got so many different colors. This is going to be really cool to watch them fly through the sky. And Buddy's like, now remember, when they start getting in close and they're cupped up, kind of keep your eyes down. Don't don't look up at them. And I was like, what? what? You don't want me, how am I going to, how uh. am I, what? And he's like, we'll just be, I mean, we're looking right under our hat bills and we're just kind of like almost doing that awkward like side eye treatment. I'm yeah. like, so I can't watch them fly around? And he's like, no, you're, they'll flare off of us. Yeah. It's like, and this okay. is the exact reason why they're flaring. Yeah, yeah and because look, your white face, yeah. you're looking up, you, here's the whites of your eyes and your white face just staring up at them. You're, it's, it's been incredible, as I've just, and I'm always learning every day. And today, if, for example, quite candidly, today, I, I literally, it dawned on me, I couldn't believe how much people's eyes reflect. Sure. Yeah. You know, duh. Right, it's the whites yeah. of her eyes. White tends to reflect um, UV. So, are you guys working on an eye drop solution? We don't need eye. <laughs> no, 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 no. We got eyeglasses. That's enough. <laughs> eye drops. You're getting into all kinds of medical uh, different things, but yeah. No, so, um, but yeah, it's you know, and look, that's what good hunters do, right? Yeah. Good hunters, they keep the bill down, they do the thing, and whatever. We've never had the tool. We've never had the ability to do that. And at Relevant now, we're we're delivering that. We're providing the solution, which is rattling some cages people are like sure. uh, this i've never done that before and i'm and I'll, in my own personal experience i'm pretty hard on myself i don't think it's possible in any way i'll tell you this i hunted with glasses for the first week or two when i had them last april and um no i mean i'm not gonna there's nothing to hide it took me about you know two or three hunts to kind of go okay this is a little different and it went from that to i felt completely naked when I don't have them on, I mean, yeah. it is the huh. it is the most interesting mind game when you don't wear them after you've had them and you've been using this and you've been used to seeing birds or or whitetails or whatever up in in your setup, and you're used to looking left to right to see if there's a tom coming or a buck chasing or whatever the case might be, and you don't have to move your head to get 180 degrees. Yeah, I can see exactly yeah. what's going on in the field in front of me. And look right at that animal that's in front of me, and they don't—they're none the wiser of, of of me being there. So I'm—I'm I'm thinking here. You shoot your bow with the glasses I on. I do. You do. Yep. I shot two deer this year with my bow or with glasses uh, with my bow, and I shot uh, one with the rifle, uh, and two turkeys. What do you do? Uh, last light. It's a great question. So there, it does. Uh, there is about. Um, how do I want to say this? There's uh, the lack of transmission. Um, that you have right when mm-hmm. you have this as we said it's great in low light but you have that little uh, green color I do take I do take them off and at I put them at, I, at the very I, end Booner light yep. even though yep. it's not I haven't seen many booners at, at that <laughs> but uh, Our, d- I missed a buck we this, won't bring, this yeah, fall yeah we won't bring up that one. Oh, you will yeah. okay. that was booner light <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we're not going to break. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. You're going, you're going there. Wow. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. So the, uh, well, you did it, not me. So that's good. <laughs> so uh, that was a great episode though. And you did a great job. And I thought it was awesome the way that you brought humility through. That's one of the things I like about what you guys do. Um, so you know, I do take them, uh, and yeah. I put them on, uh, the bill of my hat at that time. And, um, and you know, the thing to understand about that is that UV is only available you know, when it, when the sun is out. Right. right. So, so there uh, is a lot less in that environment at that time. Yeah. Do you run the risk with your eyes? Yeah. Probably a little bit because you don't have that consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I had a huge, for me at 150 or so inch buck come up broadside at 25 yards uh, and Booner light. 
Yeah. I didn't have my glasses on. Or I had my glasses on. Everything was good. And it was all good, you know, but I know it was that big because my dad shot it 300 yards away <laughs> <laughs> the next day or two Man. days later. So, uh, you know, it. what I really like about it is that it gives you that versatility. It allows you to have a, a tool that's going to change with you during the um, – uh, during the elements, mm-hmm. I don't know how it is, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So, but that's what, what I do in those. Did, did, what 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 just happened? What happened? Let's back up. Do, 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 what happened to the buck? Yeah. So let's go into that, man. <laughs> so I was targeting his buck. His name is Curly. He's an awesome buck, and we have found both of his sheds the spring before, nice. which is kind of cool. And I got him measured at around 135 or so. Of course, I was guessing the sure. some things, but. Um, He'd been hitting this scrape and hitting this scrape, and I kept going. I kept getting favorable winds, so I just kept going. I kept going. Yeah. I kept going. I was in this hunt. And I thought, man, I, I must have blown this place out because there's nothing going on. And about five o'clock, it just the the woods just exploded, and there were deer running all over the place. Oh, wow. And I had one come from behind me. They're coming up along the side. All of a sudden, he comes up. This big buck comes up alongside. He stops at 25 yards broadside behind some bushes chasing this doe that's in my shooting lane 25 yards out broadside looking right back at him at 10 yards apart they are and i thought all right here we go and i had my i was ready to go this is gonna be the biggest buck i ever shot right right and i was remarkably calm by the way i couldn't believe it (laughs) if you guys can't see this but i'm like getting in the motion (laughs) he's really getting into it so so i get my you know i'm all set up and ready to go and i'm like all right he's gonna jump those 10 yards he's gonna blow her out over to here yeah. he's gonna be sitting broadside it's gonna oh, be sweet it. i'm gonna pull right here he's gonna come in i'm ready i'm ready <laughs> walks off goes west no kidding yeah the wind yeah. was perfect was blowing right out of the north right out of off of her so and he didn't him. even follow her she didn't she was not 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 a stunk she wasn't yeah, yet she so. wasn't receptive and so, so he was just checking her and he's like nope you're good yeah so my dad ready. my dad a day prior to that shot a really really nice eight pointer first yep. buck with his crossbow first buck oh, with wow. his bow ever nice shot this really awesome eight point <clears throat> so we're in rifle season and i really hunt rifle because of the because of the family yeah. you know yeah. I, I just for that whole thing it's fun that way <clears throat> Six forty-five opening morning i get a text message dad yeah i heard the gunshot and and i get a text from dad and he goes just shot an eight-pointer. Going to need a tag. What? Party hunting. Yeah, party yeah. hunt. We can yeah. party hunt in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I said. yeah we should mention that. Yeah, yeah. that's a good qu- that's a good yeah. call. And I said, what? Really? And then he's like, yeah, it was limping through the woods. I think John shot it, the neighbor. I think John shot it, and it was limping through huh. the through the food plot. And I said, um, all right, well, you know, I guess you did the right thing, you know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Next year, maybe I'll get my chance, you know. <laughs> And then he texts me an hour and a half later, and he's like, holy. <laughs> and he goes, I just shot Curly. I can't believe it. Are you kidding? That I was all excited, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We get down over there, and we get over there, and we look. There's there's only one bullet hole in the whole in the animal, and it was the one my dad had. That deer huh. wasn't limping. Yeah. It was so big. It was so tired. It was just like lunging along. Lunging you know those big through. bucks wow. that just kind of yeah. lunge Lumbering through, you know? along, yeah. Lumbering along, and he shot it, and. And we celebrated all. Oh, we had so much Man, fun. Man, that's awesome. Well, you know, I'll tell you what's really cool about that that hunt and that whole situation is that that field three years ago would have was a barren bean field. Yeah. I bought that land uh, three years ago, and I turned it right into CRP land, working with their local NRCS. Uh, and that uh, only reason that hunt happened was because of conservation. Wow, that's and, cool. And putting it back into conservation. He shot it in a... Uh, a, uh, a food plot that we have that's covered as part of the um, 
uh, the CRP plan. Yep. So I have some grasslands that help support the funding of that food plot. And um, he came out of some uh, some Timothy that I had, and some, there's some there's some uh, pine trees and hybrid popples and stuff, and that we planted. And he came out of there, and so it's so cool to have this. I think he's. I think Dad said he got him at six and a half is what they oh, got wow, his teeth at. Awesome. This really awesome buck that, you know, he shot out of a stand we call Caden Stand, which is my son's name because mm-hmm. my son painted it when he was three, and it looks terrible. But <laughs> he's a, he was a three-year-old, so what are you going to do? Oh, that's do? awesome. That's so oh, cool. That's funny. Wow. I'm thinking of a, a commercial. I can just imagine it coming together as this group of duck hunters are, are in the blind, and they're all got their face mask and paint on and you have this one guy on the one side yeah. and their yeah. ducks flare whatever and he's like no not me bro yeah 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 I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it you want to be I on the marketing team we <laughs> could get you get you going yeah that's been the thing and you know it's been really cool and you mentioned it uh uh adam about how you know you got into duck hunting uh, in college and you had your buddy taking you and stuff outfitters have actually taken a, a pretty strong liking to what we're doing mm-hmm. because you know they're trying to give their people the the best experience that they possibly can yeah, yeah. and how terrible of an experience is that you're going hunting they supply the gun or whatever doesn't matter and you're out there and the first thing you tell them to do is give me your eyewear don't look into the sky i'll let you know whatever it's like that takes yeah. away from the experience and it's so great to be a part of an organization and to be building an organization that is focused on giving that experience back you know um, trying to to let people enjoy the outdoors even more and so outfitters right. are one of those those groups That's that cool. we're seeing getting behind what we're doing so definitely definitely one thing i want to say uh i don't know if we clarified it but i'm always a an, a sunglass nerd yeah yeah um and for a lot of people we we know UV going into our eyes. We yeah. don't want that long term, <laughs> and that's why all, yeah. most sunglasses are reflecting yeah. um, UV. Yeah. But your sunglasses, it's not reflecting. So yeah. the question is, what? I want people to understand yeah, sure. that it's not just going right into your eyeball anyway. I'm glad you brought it up. It's it's great. So we actually have to use um, only a couple different materials uh, would be even possibility for us to use because mm-hmm. of that. And so um, so yeah, the material that we use. It, it it absorbs the ultraviolet light and does not allow that ultraviolet light to enter the eye. It's 100% absorption in the lens, uh, UVA and UVB. So there's a complete UV absorption in uh, the product for both UVA and UVB. And it's it's crazy because it's not only is it the technology that changes the lens, yeah. it's also the technology that allows the lens to, to be absorbed so that uh, it's it's dark in the UV spectrum. Right. You know what I mean? So um, That's neat. Yeah, it's pretty neat. But, yeah, great point. There's uh, a complete um, absorption of the ultraviolet light That's in the awesome. lens. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so safe. Very, 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 very safe. It's yeah. uh, shatterproof. Shatter yeah. It's, it's great it, for yeah. shooting. Yeah, it's impact resistant, all those sorts of things. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. It's a pretty cool solution, yeah. We're really excited about it. Definitely. Next year we actually outgrew our booth this year, so we are we just reserved a, a booth. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. So we're going to have uh, two 10 by 10s now. So we're going to be 10 by 20. Sweet. And we're going to be able to show this, uh, this experience um, in two different areas uh, so that uh, people can – it almost was too busy here today for yeah. us to tell the story. So. so how could people find you? Yeah, so relevant.life is our website. Okay. It's our Facebook handle. 
It's our Instagram handle. So rlvnt.life is how they can follow it. Uh, they'll see me. I'm just the dude trying to build a, a business, man. And they're going to see it. me doing the thing. And it's 100% like the authentic authenticity in fact i kind of get beat up they're like we need better pictures i'm like i don't know man i'm just a dude trying to take pictures yeah <laughs> so so relevant dot life that's like what that's like yeah yeah so that's our website that's our um uh that's uh the facebook page and uh the uh the instagram page and i'm i'm the one that responds so anybody has any questions or whatever yeah uh, i'm always the one responding to those things and i'll usually always put my name on there so that they know it came from me so I love, I love getting engaged with people, answering questions and all those sorts of things. So I'd encourage them to reach out. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I know we'll, uh, I'm expecting your buddy from Minnesota to come over that system and say one hour yeah, till yeah. it's closing. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll wrap it up. But thank yeah. you so much for coming on, telling people about it. I mean, we've talked habitat, habitat, conservation, habitat, conservation uh, this whole time. Yeah, so we're sure. going a little bit different. Uh, direction on this one but it's because you have such a unique cool product you're just like us you're at the yeah. you're building a business and you're you've got a great product that i think everyone needs to be aware of so well, yeah. i appreciate i really appreciate you guys having me and and uh, i know i've said this to you guys but man i appreciate what you guys do i mean it's the the industry needs more people that do what adam and matt and chad do because it's it's a uh, it's it's I saw it firsthand. It changed my experience when my dad shot that big buck, and I was I I was glad to give that tag up and give him the biggest high five. And, oh yeah, and it was just awesome. And it's because of what I learned from watching you guys and listening yep. to you guys. And this this is just 100% genuine. Yeah. You guys helped have an impact on that hunt, and I hope it's for other people as well. So thanks for what you guys do. Man, appreciate that. Thanks for coming on. All right, man. Appreciate you. We'll see you.